it's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to connect the dots between who we are as spiritual, emotional, physical, and intellectual beings. And um, it's not as easy as a lot of people think, because keeping all of those areas in balance is really what we're all about. You know, our life is much happier, more joy-filled, more peaceful, if we can do that. And quite often what happens is that we're either in the intellectual part of life or we're in the physical part of life um, and we don't get the other two in balance. And so therefore it's kind of like a wobbly chair or a wobbly table and it doesn't work as well for us. So I have as a new guest today, Lauren McLaughlin. But before we get started, um, I want to remind everyone there's about 360 shows now on my website. If you go to www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com and um, go to show notes. And I don't know whether there's 27 or 28 pages now of shows, but each one has a synopsis. It has who the guest is. And then you can determine if you want to listen to that particular show. Um, the other, of course, is that it's on all the major platforms. So you can go listen to it on Spotify or on iHeartRadio, Apple, or Google. So you have your choice as to how you find the shows. Um, Lauren is um, a an ordained unity minister, and she's also a spiritual teacher, an emotional support counselor, a women's retreat facilitator. Uh, a talk show host, and a frequent podcast guest, and an energy management specialist, which I think sounds kind of fascinating. Um, I know that we, uh, as human beings, I tell people all the time that we are nothing more than vibrational frequencies, and then we're encased in this physical body. So if we don't take care of the physical body, it's pretty hard to do everything we're supposed to do while we're here on earth. Um, and when we leave the physical body, you know, then we just move on to other dimensions. Um, so one of the other things that I want to also remind you about is when you're on my website, there is a link to Boomer Products and they have their own podcast. Um, they have, I think, about 2,400 testimonies of people who have used their products. I've used them for six years now. And I think it is what has kept me um, incredibly healthy over these last six years with the pandemic and everything else. Um, so check out their products. If you were to decide that you wanted to order something, just put my first name in the discount uh, code area and you'll get $5 off of your order. So they are a sponsor of the show. And, um, you know, they've allowed me to make that offer to everybody. So it, if you're not ordering very much, it helps pay for the shipping. If you're ordering a little more, then uh, you'll get free shipping, but you'll still get the $5 off. So check that part out. So um, also, uh, Lauren does have two books that I want to mention before we get started. Uh, they're called the Spiritual Awakening Series. And one is called Life Doesn't Have to Be So Hard, uh, Reaching Above the Challenge to Find the Solution. And that was published in 2021. 
And then in 2022, she wrote, and I love this title, Don't Rush, The Trip is Way More Interesting Than the Destination. And uh, that just came out in August, didn't it, Lauren? It did. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's awesome. Um, you know, I have written myself and it's not as easy as you would think to write a book. Um, there's a lot of parts to it and, uh, you know, the editing and all of the other little aspects of it, but people can find these books on Amazon, right? Yes, they can. And I agree with you that getting started as a writer, even if you have some things you really think you want to say is a bit tricky. I tried writing self-help books about 10 times and I'd get about three chapters in and think, you know, this has been said before by others. I think my take is a little different, but maybe not. And then I'd quit. And then I heard myself teaching a class. Did you ever listen to yourself once in a while? And heard myself say, the greatest teachers in the world were all storytellers. And this little, if there was a little light bulb, it would have gone off. I had, and I started writing these as novels with spiritual teachings embedded in them as the characters experience them themselves. And that seems to be attracting an audience of people who really do want to grow, but they don't want it to be painful. So. Yeah, it's it's kind of, um, you know, what I just have discovered, you know, in working as a therapist with people is, you know, they want the answers, but they don't necessarily want the work that goes along with it. And sometimes you have to do the work, whether it's, you know, physical work to get yourself in better health, or whether it's emotional work, you know, to understand the reason that you make the choices that you do. Um, But it all requires effort, you know, on the part of the person, and there's no sugar-coated pill to take. It does, but it's nice if right away you begin to get some positive response. Mm -hmm. As if you do, that makes the work not so much work as exploration. Right. The the energy management technique is a term my ex, my late husband came up with because we weren't energy healers and we weren't a lot of other things. But we did learn that by uh, following some of the very popular disciplines like EFT, for instance, Uh can exactly tap away whatever is blocking you from moving forward. And that's all these are. My particular one focuses on anxiety because people are anxious from the time they're two years old until they're 102. And it can come up, you know, on a telephone call or waiting for the doctor's office or sitting on hold on the phone and learning to unblock that negative energy quickly is miraculous. And so... I teach it in 20 minutes and then send them a, a handout that teaches them how to do it, you know, to practice it themselves. And for a lifetime, they have a tool that they can use with they can't sleep at night. If they're if something attacks them, they can, you know, kind of calm down enough to make an informed decision. Right. When you're doing your EFT, because everyone has a little bit of a different take on it. Um, but when you're doing yours. Do you always start with even though I thought? I do when I'm teaching it because, and the, there's a purpose to that. My my even though statements are, I accept myself, I respect myself, I trust myself, and I love myself. And all that does is set the scene for the tapping so that you are, have faith in the person who's tapping, which is you. Which but is you. We have to remember to respect ourselves, to trust ourselves, to 
know that we know what's best for ourselves. However, if you're in a panic, you can skip those four steps <laughs> and simply say, I'm doing this because it's good for me and start tapping immediately. And for me, at least, the tapping, which I call in-your-face tapping, I only use seven points and they're all above the waist, uh, works for everybody a little bit and some people a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It really depends on how many times you're willing to do it. But if you think about it, Lucy, when you have a problem, you know, don't you kind of do this sort of thing or this or this. So naturally we know to do this. Right. You have to be reminded and the tapping is a little bit of a jolt. But if you have a headache and you don't want to tap, you can just press and breathe and do the same thing. Right. And you do bring the you don't breath. You have to bang on yeah. yourself to do it. It's right. not, not torturous. In no. <laughs> um, it, but you use the breath work as part of this as well. To, you, you, can. Know, them. you can. You yeah. can. Well, breathing. Breathing, well, I, I remember times when my husband couldn't even stand up. Uh, he was so ill. And I would say to him, okay, let's just breathe for a minute. And then he'd shoot right up like nothing was hindering. But he had forgotten to breathe. He was so caught up in the pain or the discomfort or the fear that he forgot to breathe. And we all do. Right, right. I remember when I was working with little kids uh, at schools, you know, as a psychotherapist there. And um, when children are upset, they go into thoracic breathing anyways. Mm -hmm. they're, they're lifting their shoulders and they forget the belly breathing and they didn't know how to do it. So I would just lay them down on the floor in my office and put a heavy book on their stomach. And I would say, when the book goes up, you're doing the right kind of breathing. And that's the way they could actually identify that they were doing it properly. Good. I'll have to remember that. Except at this age, if I get on the floor, I probably won't get up too easily. <laughs> well, that's true of almost all of us, I think. Over I may have to do the couch or the bed or something. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, the bed would work as well. It really would. Or the couch or, you know, someplace where you're pretty much prone. You have yeah. to be that way. So we're going to talk about gratitude and the importance of gratitude in everyone's life because um, it, it makes a huge difference in your mindset if you start your mornings that way and if you end your days that way. So what have you found, you know, in working with this principle? Well, I've been teaching gratitude principles for about 30 years now, and I used to do two-day gratitude retreats where we did nothing but practice gratitude techniques for two days because mm -hmm. it is the one tool in your spiritual tool book that is instantly available and produces instant results. You can change your whole attitude in seconds by shifting your thinking from what's wrong to what's right. Even if the tiniest little thing you have to search for to be right it begins the shift of wrong and it's instantly healing. Uh, I began my study with Brother David Steinbel Rast, who is a Benedictine monk and a uh, Cornell fellow who has devoted his entire life to gratitude. Gratitude.org is his very popular website, which millions of people go to every day and uh, with every kind of gratitude technique you can think of, including if you are a former 
Catholic practitioner, you can light a candle for someone every day on his mm -hmm. website. And we, we all used to look to that years ago as a, a feeling like you're doing something about something when there's nothing else to do. Right. Gratitude is, uh, for me, has become such a study that I have now developed a, a practice that I call deepening gratitude. And I did write a 30-day gratitude, deepening gratitude journal Deepening gratitude is being grateful for the things you take for granted every day. For example, uh, Zoom, <laughs> which we're talking on right now. Uh, my favorite tool to use an example is a windshield wiper. If your windshield wiper doesn't work and you're driving in the rain, you're going to have to stop. Yes. You can't function without it. You can't function without the handle on your suitcase. You can't function without a ballpoint pen if you need to write a check or or do something, sign something important, or some sort of pen. You can't eat your dinner without a knife and fork. Uh, and we just simply take those things for granted. And so the minute we begin to say, I, I teach my students, do deepening gratitude whenever you're on hold. Uh, oh. if you sit on hold on a telephone, just look around you and think, you know, I'm sitting in a chair that I'd be sitting on the floor if there was no furniture here. You know, the light is is beaming at me from the lamp. And if 100 people didn't go to work yesterday to produce electricity into this building, I wouldn't be able to have light on. I'd be sitting in the dark where it's amazing how many people are working for us all the time. Every time we set our car onto a highway, uh, you know, the, the people who paved the road, the people who painted the stripes, the people who put up the signs, we couldn't function without that. In the car, you couldn't function without your tires or the air in your tires or the uh, steering wheel or the clock on the dashboard or the gas gauge that tells you when you're going to run out of gas. So there's never a shortage of things to be grateful for. People say, well, I thought and thought and I really don't have anything to be grateful for. You, everybody has millions of things, whether they are living in a cardboard box under the bridge, the minute they start to be grateful for the cardboard box, their life will begin to change to a more uh, productive lifestyle. And if they're jet setters, they couldn't live long enough to be grateful for everything that is theirs to draw on. Mm -hmm. for their own pleasure, for their own health, for their own well-being, or for the well-being of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things when I'm listening to you talk that has happened, I would say predominantly in the last three years, is that our focus has moved more towards the negative instead oh, of yeah. towards gratitude. So we are constantly bombarded with what's going on in Russia and in the Ukraine and at our borders with immigration and COVID and people dying in the hospital and, you know, nursing shortages and everything else that is a negative. And it's hard to find, you know, positive stuff out there. So gratitude is something that people have at their fingertips. You can spend yourself being great, your life being grateful that those things aren't happening to you, that you're not living in a war torn country, that you're mm -hmm. not didn't happen to be in the crowd where the terrorists shot people. And you can take that, even that negative focus gets better. But 
come off of that and look at what's right in your life. Mm -hmm. Or turn off the television and go outside. <laughs> yeah, you're breathing clean air, you're drinking clean water, you're eating food that you like, you're talking to friends that you care about, you're wearing clothing you enjoy that you probably selected for yourself. You're using your computer, you're using your telephone, you're living in, in the world of electricity and electronics. You can turn, ask, ask Alexa to play you any kind of music in the world. You know, most of us have tools that we use all the time that we just simply take for granted. The ice maker in your refrigerator, the coffee maker, the fact that you turn a faucet and water comes out. <laughs> you know, it didn't start there. It had had to go a long way to get to you and how many people had to help it get there. Right, because so, you could be walking miles with a bucket on your head. Yeah, and people are. Mm -hmm. exactly. Be washing your clothes with a washboard over a bucket. You know, the, the, the things to be grateful for are all around us. And in this generous, uh, affluent country, the, there are billions of things to be grateful for, for even the humblest person. Right. No, that's very, very true. And, and then you look at nature, you get into, excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you get into nature a few minutes and start looking at the wonder of the trees and how they produce the oxygen that we and the one that we we breathe in the clouds that uh -huh. absorb the water, the moisture from the lake, and then drop it back down as clean water. Exactly. exactly. It's everywhere. So hold that thought for just a second, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? Experiencing weight gain? Having problems with your immune system? Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever, and it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer Products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer Products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos, and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer Products. Welcome back to the Synergy Connection Show, where I have as my guest, Lauren McLaughlin, and we're talking about gratitude and the fact that we can look all around us and see hundreds, if not thousands of things to be grateful for each and every day. And yet, quite often, our focus is on the problems that are around us. And that negative energy is so, so destructive. And I know that, you know, you've seen that as well. And when things begin to change quickly, I'm also thinking it's because when we have positive vibrational frequencies around us and in us, we just draw more of that to us. You do. Yeah. And if there's the negative, you're going to draw more of that. You know, the spiritual teachers say appreciation. Uh, if you say instead of, because you can say thank you, you can say I'm grateful, you can say all kinds of things, but whatever you appreciate, appreciates. Uh -huh. It's better. And that's a very basic kind of thing. And, you know, if you look at yourself in the mirror and think, I look pretty good today, be grateful for it. If you're <laughs> taking a shower and warm water is uh, sluicing over you and rich soap and 
uh, and you're feeling just wonderful at that moment, be grateful for it. If you wake up in the morning and you pull the covers up because you're cold, thank goodness I've got covers and a pillow and yes. I'm cold. And if I'm cold, I can get up and turn on the heat or put on a, a robe. Right. So, you know, you can go through your life in a grateful attitude, but even if you don't, if you just use it when, when you're feeling yucky, say, I don't want to feel yucky anymore. So what are some good things that are happening that I can be grateful for? Right. And, and you can always start with, I can see, I can hear, I can smell, I can touch, I can feel. And if one of those things is missing, if your eyesight isn't good or your hearing isn't good, the others are enhanced hugely. And you have other abilities if you're missing one ability. I can walk, I can talk, I can love, I can sing, I can laugh, I can play, I can listen to music, I can look at beautiful art, I can see a sunset. It's not difficult. I always say it's available to anyone, anywhere, anytime, under any circumstances. It's just a tool you can grasp in a minute. You want a fun game, say to just anybody, give me five and give me five things to be grateful for either five separate things or right. five reasons to be grateful for one thing. And I tell them, think about your dog. You're grateful that he barks at you. You're grateful that he licks your face. You're grateful that he's glad to see you when you come in the door. You know, you're grateful that he wards off burglars, whatever it is he does or she does or it does. Right. Right. It's a perfect tool for being, for listing a lot of reasons to be grateful for one thing. So is your car or your kitchen, your husband, you know, whatever. So have fun with it. It's a great tool. Uh -huh. It's an I, ultimate feel-good tool. Right, right. Well, that's very true. Um, I was asking one of my young um, clients the other day, um, you know, he's just 12 years old that I'm working with. And I, I had asked him, I said, give me three things that you're grateful for, you know, that's going on in your life because he has a tendency to look at things like, oh, woe is me. <laughs> so yeah. I'm trying to get him to kind of look at things in a slightly different way. But interestingly enough, um, he said my ability to learn. And I thought for a 12-year-old, that's pretty good. Very good. Yeah, you know, that you know he would recognize that. In Deepening Gratitude, uh, my book, I give you uh, categories like, Think about the modes of transportation you're grateful for. Mm. The normal one may be your car, but there have been times when you've taken a bus or a cab or a boat or a plane or an elevator or an escalator or roller skates or or think about good friends or helpful people or uh, colors. What, what does color meant in your life? What would your life be like without color? What's your favorite color? What one woman said, I had a red coat and I cried when it wore out because it was my favorite coat. And that was the thing that came to mind. She said, I haven't seen that coat in 20 years. But that was the first thing that came to her mind when I said, what colors are you grateful for? Mm, was red? Yeah. Huh. That's, that's what she said. <laughs> right. And well, and red, um, you know, when you think about the chakras that are in the body, the red is your root chakra, but that is where your energy for life comes from. Yeah. And so it's so important to kind of recognize the colors that we do have within us, as well as the external colors that we see. 
And then spend some time being grateful for music. What genres of music have you loved in your lifetime? Probably different ones when you were 17 than you do now, but not necessarily. Mm -hmm. Christmas music and holiday music of all kinds and children's music. And when you start to think about music, gee, life would have been really a lot less pleasant without music. So oh, absolutely. Time I mean, being As a kid, you know, when the Beatles were coming out and that was just amazing. And the other day I I just discovered here in Florida, although I think they're doing a world tour, the Doobie Brothers, you know, yeah. and how popular they were in the 70s. And um, they're going to be performing uh, not too far from where I live uh, through uh, Duke Energy is, is hosting them. And, you know, I mean, and it conjures up memories. I think music does that. You know, we remember where we were when we heard a particular song or something like that. But just take a minute and see what my mentioning being grateful for music has done for your mood. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's a great mood changer. Right. Ever have to be unhappy if you're grateful. In fact, Louise Hay, you may know Louise, she was... Oh, sure. The metaphysician of the last century always said you can't be grateful and unhappy at the same time it isn't possible that's true that's true are you familiar with um uh, his name is muji have you ever listened to him because he I talks about so. gratitude he's um look look him up it's just emma's and mary oo j is in uh, uh gene and then i muji and, I'll do that as soon as we finish here. <laughs> yeah, he's he's excellent with a lot of his uh, gratitude series that he works on as well. So when you're working with somebody, what's the big aha for so many of them as they begin to appreciate how gratitude works? The simplicity of it and the availability of it. Okay. You know, yeah. give me five. Give me five is another great thing to do if you're a caregiver. Mm-hmm only for yourself, but for your patient or for a child who's a little uh, fussy. Mm -hmm. the, the psychiatrists today are using something called a gratitude intervention for someone who is on such a slippery slope of depression and downwardness to just look, for instance, at their hands. Just sit for five minutes and look at your hands and think of all the reasons there are to be grateful for hands. You couldn't even pull the covers down in the morning without them. You couldn't eat. You couldn't shave. You couldn't drive. You couldn't do so. And and you, they've held your babies and they've held your mother and they've petted your cat and uh, they've felt wonderful things. And 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 the, the thumb juxtaposes and allows you to grasp things and the fingers and the little nails at the end that are like little screwdrivers and scrapers that we use <laughs> Your hands are miraculous and you really can take any part of your body, but this is one that's easy. Mm -hmm. And doctors are using to help patients come out of a bad place. So what it is, is a, it's a, a feel good or a feel better tool. It's mm -hmm. available to anyone you can teach. I have friends who their they children go to bed at night, say your prayers and say your gratitudes. And they say three things from the time they're tiny children, three or four things that they're, or three or four people they're grateful for, or three or four things that have happened that they're grateful for. 
or their what a good habit to get into at such yeah. a young age, you know, from the time, because a lot of times uh, at bedtime, you know, there are bedtime stories or sitting with your child for a few minutes at the end of the day, just recapping the day. But what a wonderful way to go to sleep is thinking about several things that happened that you love that day. And I, I invite you to harvest some happy things to be grateful for. So that even if you're in a bad place and right that minute, you just don't want to do anything but kick the cat. You can go to the vacation you took or the time you got a standing ovation or the day your baby was born or whatever you are thoroughly grateful for. Go ahead and have those in your bank. Mm -hmm. Pull up in a minute that happy moment and then come back, back into the present with what's right. But if you can't get there instantly, Come in the back door with gratitude because it's always there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, have you done your own journals over the years where you've. Yes. Had- and I, well, I now I've gone so far, you know, I'm over the top, I guess, but I carry a little notebook all the time and I could show it to you. It's about this big and uh-huh. I'm writing all day long anything that happens. There's mm-hmm. a friend of mine who suggested that activity said you know i i found myself being grateful for the cardinals that came to the bird feeder and uh you know the tiniest little thing that was going on in my life i wrote it down her whole life she said improved by 400 (laughs) percent by just being aware that there was much more in the world to be grateful for than to be ungrateful and it doesn't mean that bad things aren't going to happen. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to get unhappy. And it doesn't mean you're not going to suffer pain. It does mean that this is a way not to make that your primary focus. And whichever you're focusing on, you're drawing more to you. Exactly, exactly. And I think that is a critical thing for people to understand, uh, is that we, you're familiar with Dr. Emoto. Um, oh, very. In fact, I saw him. Did you? Spoke in Japanese and he had an interpreter. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, I, the, the wonder of water is a wonder. It is. It is. And, and when people grasp that, you can actually, I've worked with teenagers that are uh, going off to uh, college and, you know, they, of course, didn't know anything about Dr. Emoto, but I had them look him up and understanding that when you take frozen water that you have been you know ugly with uh you know talk negatively to and water that you've lovingly talked to and then looked at them in slides how different they are and for them to grasp that that is what we do to our bodies because we're you know 60 percent water and you know therefore we have all this fluid around us that we're either nurturing and lovingly taking care of or we're demolishing, you know, because of our negative energy. And well, that alone, you know, just kind of snaps you into an awareness that, oh my gosh, I can make these changes. I'm capable of doing this. And that's why self-gratitude is also, self-gratitude is a form of self-love. And we're very reluctant to do that because we were told that taking care of yourself was selfish. And yes. that, that our parents meant well, but... Uh-huh. And they didn't take care of themselves, but we do, or we should, and we we know we should, and and it's so easy. You don't have to move. You can be a couch potato and be a grateful, 
self-lover who takes care of yourself, is grateful for your comforts. Your creature comforts are what you like. I've always been a hothouse flower. I'm not an outdoor person, but I'm grateful for both, you know, but I, I know that gratitude is a wonderful thing. And and if you just write down, just try it for a day or two, write down every good little thing that happens to you. The elevator worked, the dinner came out well, the, <laughs> you know, whatever's going on in your life. Exactly. Um, the, where I uh, live now, uh, there's, it's a new development. And so uh, there's a lot of wildlife, fortunately, that's still here. And I'm thinking will remain uh, for the foreseeable future. But I walked into the living room from the office a couple of days ago. And I was just so surprised because I had two adult sandhill cranes that were literally right outside of my lanai. They were just standing there. One would watch and the other one would peck for grubs, I think. And uh, then they take turns, but they stayed there for oh, I like 20 minutes at least. And I'd never been so close to their heads, you know, where I could really see very clearly. They are gorgeous, gorgeous animals. Okay. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products. 